everyone. Welcome to this episode of CBIA's BizCast. I'm Shannon King. I just want to start this episode off saying thank you to everyone that has been listening to our episodes over the past few weeks. Uh, We've been doing our best to bring you the best stories around the Connecticut business community and the most up-to-date information about the coronavirus. So if there's a topic or an issue that you would like to talk about or have explored, email me at shannon.king at cbia.com. I want to say to listeners that have been sheltering in place for the past six weeks, like myself, I hope you are healthy and happy, and I hope that these episodes are a little bright spot to your day. But especially to the listeners that have been going to work every single day, whether you're a healthcare worker or an essential business or an essential employee, uh, we want to thank you for all your hard work and we do hope you're staying safe. Also, if you've been enjoying the episodes that you've been hearing lately, I would really appreciate it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to CBIA's BizCast wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on social media, share these episodes with friends, family, uh, work colleagues, employees. We want to make sure that we're getting this information out to as many people in the business community and Connecticut, all around Connecticut, as possible. And with your ratings and reviews, uh, that will let us know what information is most relevant and uh, what stories that you want to hear more of. So we really appreciate any feedback you can give to us. I recently talked with Bill Lee, president and CEO of The Lee Company, a precision fluid control product manufacturer in Westbrook. I asked him about how the company has quickly produced orifices and check valves for ventilators, which are in critical need during this pandemic. And with a new wave of federal funding for small business relief expected later this week, Bill tells me about his experience with community banks getting important funding out to local businesses. Well, Bill, how are you doing today? Uh, Doing fine, thanks. Great. So... At the Lee Company, how are business operations currently? Uh, operations, I would say, are mixed. Some of our markets are not doing particularly well, like automotive and aerospace. Uh, but the medical side is crazy busy, where we're trying to go from one shift to three shifts. So I read in the news the other day, the reason why I wanted to talk to you, uh, the Lee Company recently announced uh, the production of different components of the ventilator, which obviously we all know that it's incredibly in high demand right now due to uh, the coronavirus's attack on the respiratory system. So how did you go about setting up production for these components? Because you don't uh, normally uh, produce these components. Is that right? Um, but it's almost right. So we have been producing components for the ventilator market for many, many years. It's been a small market for us, so we didn't really know how much the market was. Um, we had a, a pretty broad range of applications, but in terms of quantities, they, they weren't that big. And some of the parts that we make for them are in the same departments where we make automotive parts. So when you compare to a particular part you might make a million of a year, you know, a few thousand of it kind of gets lost a bit. And um, while we appreciate every bit of business, we didn't really fully understand uh, all of the ventilator business that we had. Um, other parts that make for the ventilators, the valves and things, uh, again, were the same size orders, but they were in our medical department where the orders aren't usually the same size as automotive. 
So we were a little more aware of those applications, and it was an industry that we were going after, trying to make some larger valves to make inroads in them. Um, but generally speaking, in a normal year, our ventilator business just sort of happens. It's good business. We're happy to have it, uh, but it doesn't change the day-to-day life here. And then with this situation, uh, the first application which really hit was the GM Ventec combination, where GM is going to be making the ventilators for Ventec. Ventec was our customer. Uh, we had we make what's called a restrictor, which is a very carefully calibrated orifice. It controls the flow of gas, in this case, oxygen. Um, so we had worked with Ventec when they were designing their machine, got designed in, made them parts over the years. Everything was great, um, but they never sort of went crazy in volume. And then all of a sudden, uh, we get a call saying, you know, hey, how about maybe half a million of those parts? and um, so we kind of had to scramble for that one, but that part is in our automotive-oriented area that already runs three shifts and is set up for those kinds of quantities. So that wasn't that hard. Um, it was hard, but not that hard. Compared to our medical valve, um, where the quantities are in a typical year significantly lower, um, it's fairly automated, not as heavily automated uh, automated as the automotive world, but fairly well automated. And suddenly we got an order uh, for those, which one customer alone would be more than four times the best month that group, uh, production group, had ever had before. So that's a big change. Um, that's going from a one-shift operation to a three-shift operation with no warning, um, no way to know it was coming. And it's been a wild ride. What what percentage of your business right now would you say is dedicated to uh, the ventilator production? Right now, it's probably only about 5% of our total production. But we have 10 different product groups, and there are really only two product groups that it's impacting heavily. So in one of those, it's a fairly small percentage. In the other one, again, it's up to you know 400% increase in their production. So okay. it's really okay. dramatic group to group. Yeah, certainly. So all of the rest of your product groups, just so I understand this, all the rest of your product groups are at the same level of production that they've been in the past, but you're seeing on for the medical products, particularly for the ventilator parts, those have increased exponentially over the past month or so. Uh, yes. And actually, uh, dumb luck is better than no luck at all. And the aerospace business being down is actually helpful. So we've moved already about 40 people out of the automotive and aerospace side of the business and into the medical side. We never could have done it without being able to do that. What is the timeline for producing these components? Um, I saw a quote of yours uh, that you received an inquiry at 8 o'clock on a Friday night. And then by Mm -hmm. Sunday afternoon, um, you were offering production delivery dates starting the next day on Monday. That sounds like a crazy turnaround time. Um, so how quick is the timeline for producing and delivering these components? It is a crazy turnaround time. And we, that was an application that we were already, we already did all the engineering work. 
So we've been working with the customer over the years. So they were used to our parts. Um, we'd also, in that particular case, it was a combination of two of our customers, uh, GM and Ventec. So we already had a great relationship with GM. We had a great relationship with Ventec. And the sort of skids were already greased for all the paperwork and bureaucracy. So it was a matter of just figuring out how many parts we had in stock of the, the detail pieces how quickly we can get them on machines and how quickly we can make the parts. And um, it just all really worked very, very well in that application. The ramp up they were looking for was something we could easily do. And uh, so everybody was real happy with that one. How long do you think the ramped up production is going to last? Because you are making these components for a customer of yours um, to put into uh, the ventilators that then they um, finish production on and then uh, I would assume get them out to hospitals that need them. So how long do you anticipate this ramped up production uh, to go on for? That's a very good question. I wish I had a really good answer for you. The orders that we have, I believe goes through June or July and the, that particular customer, it's running at a fairly stable rate so we can meet their demands um, as long as nothing breaks or breaks down. Um, we can meet their demands uh, pretty well. Uh, so, and if that ends a little earlier, extends a little longer, that's not that big a deal because we haven't had to change the whole business model there. The valves that we make, on the other hand, because we're going from one shift to three shifts, that looks like that's going to go until the August time frame. Very hard to tell. And people could get short memories and decide that, well, the crisis is over. I guess we don't need the ventilators, you know, stop production. But I believe, I hope, um, well, this is going to sound funny when I say this, but I, I hope they don't do that because the rest of the world is going to have the same problem. And I was just reading today that in some African and South American countries, they literally have one ventilator per country. Uh, so the global need is going to be there, presuming that a vaccine doesn't come along quickly and, and fix it for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you just mentioned going from one shift to three shifts. How are you keeping employee morale high during this time? Or how are your employees feeling uh going from that one shift to three shifts. And obviously uh, production is ramping up in a very, very quick matter. Uh, so how is employee morale right now? And how, what are you doing to keep that high? I would say um, in general, people, well, all around the company, all around Connecticut and particularly the Northeast are stressed. They're, they're worried at home about their health and they're worried at work about their jobs. So the idea of, a piece of the company going from one shift to three shifts is exciting. It's growth, it's opportunity, it's, it's not closing. There's so many companies that are closing that I think that really helps the morale to see that, that we're, we've got all we can do to try and meet demand. Um, but it is very stressful on the managers trying to figure out how to manage the process and train people and on the operators who are being thrown into the same company but a completely different type of machine they're working or assembly process that they're working on. It's something new to them. They're doing it at odd hours of the day. Um, so it's, it's tough. So we're, we're trying to keep a bit of levity when we can. We're trying to, um, I'm doing a lot of 
memos, just keeping people updated on what's going on with the process so that everybody feels part of the process. A couple of weeks ago, we did uh, gift cards for $50 to each employee so they could, you know, do a takeout dinner from one of the local restaurants. And um, that was very well received. And, you know, just trying to trying to keep it as light as possible when it is all really serious work and under really stressful conditions. So it's, it's a balancing act. That's really great to hear that the Lee company is doing that. So Bill, you are a director on the board of the Guilford Savings Bank. Um, And of course, with all these new federal and state programs for loans for small businesses uh, to keep their employees and to keep their businesses going during these really tough times, uh, what has the process been like at that bank? And what have you been hearing from local businesses about the process? It's not unlike what we're going through, going from one shift to three shifts. Uh, at the bank, they the payroll protection program sort of burst into existence. It's not an old program that they're putting new money into. Uh, you know, going back two weeks, uh, it was a totally new program with very ill-defined rules and regulations, very lofty goals, and you know, a quarter trillion dollars uh, thrown into it. So the process for everyone has been hectic and frustrating for everyone. And I stress that the the bankers have been very frustrated trying to understand the program, comply with all the rules and regulations, and get this out to their customers as quickly as possible. Because, um, for instance, the Guilford Savings Bank, they have a lot of existing customers who are exactly who this program is is aimed for. So they knew as soon as they they heard about it, they wanted to be very heavily involved in it and pulled out all the stops, working nights and weekends to to get the system up. And then once the system was up to help their customers and other potential customers navigate the system, get their information in, work it through the SBA. And then as soon as it comes back from the SBA is approved, you have to go through all the paperwork, getting that all signed, I's dotted, T's crossed, uh, and money out the door. It really, and they've already processed and funded, I believe, $24 million worth of loans um, for, you know, the, the bank. That's a, that's a year's worth of work that they did in a couple of weeks and um, pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's really for incredible. The, for the businesses, and I, I'm friendly with a lot of business owners who have participated in the program, and uh, there was not great visibility, no matter what bank they worked with, because the banks didn't have visibility. So when you call someone that doesn't know the answer, they don't give you an answer. Um, but it's because of the, it was also new and fresh and, and untrod ground getting through this. But the, um, the next big thing will be the rules on the forgiveness, because that's murky. And a lot of businesses that have taken these loans out are unsure whether they dare spend the money on the payroll um, because the rules are not perfectly clear yet. So, uh, you know, the purpose of the program was to get money through the bank, through the businesses, and out to employees. Uh, And they really need to get the system well understood so that the business people can feel safe at spending that money and, and giving it to the employees. Certainly. Well, I hope that that gets figured out and sorted out, um, particularly 
uh, when the next wave of funding is approved by Congress. Uh, I heard they were uh, debating that today, so hoping for that. Uh, I have one last question for you. As a business leader, what advice would you give to other business leaders right now to try and weather through uh, this coronavirus, this pandemic that you know, we're not even quite sure when this shelter in place is going to be over. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Um, we knew from the very beginning that we would be considered an essential business. We make parts for military aircraft, medical needs, and, you know, the ventilator parts and things. So we knew all the way through. A lot of companies didn't know whether they were going to be allowed to open on a Monday morning or not. So that's a whole different level of, of anxiety for the, the business owners. And I don't know that I got any great answers other than, uh, you know, everything is changing so fast. It seems like the plan for this week is becomes the plan for yesterday and it's time for new and tomorrow. Um, uh, you know, literally every day, a different executive order. Um, and I'm not knocking that it's changing for everybody from the governor on down and we're all having to shift gears and adjust constantly. So hopefully that the people that have been put on the sidelines can weather through, um, find a way to, to hang in there, um, work with your bank, work with your landlord, whatever, whether it's rent or, or debt that you have, um, keep in touch with their employees. Everybody wants their job back as soon as it's time to go. And, uh, we just have to hope that time is sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Well, Bill, thank you so, so much for talking with me today. And I'm wishing you at the Lee Company the best of luck with production. And of course, I'm wishing you, your family, and all of your employees uh, the best of health. Well, thank you. And thank the CBIA. You folks have done an outstanding job on your website. Keeping you know, Like I said, things are changing constantly. And, and I refer to the CBIA web, website uh, frequently to see what the current state of affairs is. So thank you and Joe and everyone for doing that. For the latest COVID-19 information, visit CBIA.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on Facebook. Call us anytime at 860-244-1900. Stay safe out there.